Well, hello and welcome to the Wednesday Word. This is the Desert Spring United Methodist Church podcast coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada, Summerlin, if we're going to be specific about it. And uh, we're happy that you're here. My name is Julie Hart. I serve as the Director of Connectional Ministries here at Desert Spring. And this is week two of a series that we're doing um, uh, called The Disciples' Path. We are doing a sermon series, so uh, if you haven't checked out Pastor David's sermon on presence, I uh, invite you to the website uh, to do so. It will all tie in with this. But we're talking about the Wesleyan way and what it means to be a Methodist, um, which is uh, we make a vow when we become members uh, of our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. So this is week two, and we're going to be talking about our presence. And so I've asked some people to join me, and they showed up, which is cool. Thanks, guys. And um, I want to introduce you, and I'd like you to uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and your life here at Desert Spring. So, Lilia, I'm going to start with you. I asked Lilia, um, well, Lilia, first of all, I asked you because not only are you um, a, a really involved in United Women in Faith, for those of you who don't know the Methodist acronyms, but also because, Lilia, you just always show up. You just show up. If something's going on, you just you show up to it and you participate fully. And uh, we recently had a coffee with the pastor, and Lilia was writing, sitting there writing on these little pieces of paper. And actually, what she was doing is making little mini flyers to invite people to the women's uh, event that was coming up. And so uh, you encourage others to show up. So tell us about um, your life here at Desert Spring and how you got here. Well, my husband Dennis and I came from. Um California, like a lot of people, yep. <laughs> and um, we shopped around for several weeks um, to find just the right church, and Desert Spring won out very easily. Desert Spring. And um, we have about three things that we do uh, every week as part of our routine. We go to the gym for mornings a week. We go to Pastor's Bible Study on Wednesday night. And we come to worship on Sunday morning, and we do all those things unless we're on vacation. Yeah, you always show up. You're always present. You make a commitment, and you're there. And then the other activities of the church, we come to almost all of them, especially if food is involved. Because <laughs> we're Methodists, and we like to eat. <laughs> well, thank you, and welcome, Lilia. We're so glad that you're here. And we have Katie Falter, who also serves on staff here. I'll let you talk about that. But Katie, I asked you to be here. Uh, you're a part of uh, kind of a new ministry here at Desert Spring, um, the MOPS and Moms the Next, the Mothers of Preschoolers. Well, I'll let you talk about that. But I know that it's something that you are involved in, uh, and you have, um, you're serving, I mean, moms need a group. Moms need support. So we're really glad that y'all are doing that work there. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I started attending when I was a freshman in high school, the church, mm -hmm. and then Pastor David got to marry my husband and, and I. Uh, shortly after we got married, we moved overseas and were gone for six years. We got to come back. We started attending the church. Pastor David got to baptize our youngest. And then we, I am a Sunday school teacher with the little ones, the preschool and babies. And I also attend a community group that happens every Tuesday night along with 
MOPS, which stands for Mothers of Preschoolers. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I'm glad you brought up the community group because, yes. y'all, even when we're not doing a church-wide study, you have a group of young adults. That's wonderful. We're so glad that you're here. And then we have Bob and Brandy Andrews, who are have, uh, just kind of the powerhouse couple that have just done so much here at Desert Spring. And, and um, I know that you are always present, that you always show up uh, to things and uh, I, I remember years and years ago, I still, I think about this once in a while, uh, when they were looking for a youth director here at Desert Spring and Brandy, you kind of jumped in and served in between, uh, youth directors a few times. Uh, and Pastor David had asked me to do it and I said, no, <laughs> but, but, but you were, you were doing it and helping. Obviously, I, eventually I did say yes, but, um, you were stepping in to help again, yet again. And I said to Bob, well, what do you think about this? And Bob said, when the pastor asks you to do something, you do it. So uh, y'all y'all show up and you've been faithful servants. So, But tell us a little bit about yourself and your life here at Desert Spring. Let's see. Oh, my goodness. We raised three kids here. Um, and my, I would say, okay, let's see, about 25 years, 28 years. At Desert Spring, and um, I've always been a teacher of some kind of capacity. I just recently retired. I've um, retired as a teacher at CCSD, and now I'm trying to find new ways to um, build my ministry. Um, I've enjoyed Sunday school teaching, camp counseling, um, creating ideas or inspirations for um, VBS. Um, I love Pastor Dave's Bible study and just his sermons. I'll go home and listen to him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And we are also Emmaus sisters. We are, if you're familiar with Emmaus, um, we are in one, a group that, uh, meets, um, every other week. And that's, that's something I really look forward to, um, being a part of. And there's accountability as a part of that group. So that's, but that's a real blessing to be a part of. And then Bob. Yeah, so we started coming here, I think about 27 years ago with Brandy's mom was in Sun City, and this was the church met in Sun City at that time before moving over to Palo and then now being here on our own campus. And as Brandy said, all three kids were were baptized and went at this church, and all of them went through youth um, at this church, Uh Ethan even served as a liturgist um, for a few years and, and as an usher. And we've been involved in every in all different things in a lot of different committees here in the church and Emmaus, as you said, Julie. And I enjoy my Emmaus brothers who we meet every Saturday morning. Um, and then every third Saturday, the men's group meets at a whole. And that's always been a blessing to attend. Yeah. And I have been blessed to have two of your three kids. Uh, you know, Ethan was in youth group when I was there, which hilarious. He is a hilarious person, just a sweet soul. And and then Casey, uh, our two sons were at school together and did productions together. So, so go back with the Andrews. So a question to everyone is, you know, talking about worship attendance. Um, and and now these days, it's there's a lot of different ways that we can participate in worship. Um, I'm on staff, and so I'm really not usually in the sanctuary on a Sunday morning. I I mine is usually Sunday afternoon or evening. 
Um, but I'm grateful that I'm able to do that and to participate and be a part of worship. So I'd like to talk to you all about why, why it is important for you to uh, attend worship and your participation. Katie, I know that sometimes you get to come in too, depending on what's going on with the kids. Yeah, with me being a Sunday school teacher, well, I'm here for all three services. So sometimes I don't get to sit in. But if there's no kids during the 8 o'clock or 11 o'clock service, I get to go in and I take my kids with me, which I think is very important that they go in and sit in and listen to it. They don't like that. They find it boring. But I think it's good to hear the word of God. And for me, sometimes it's just like a refresh for the week to just hear God. And sometimes it's a message like that I need Mm -hmm. to help me go about life. And if I don't get to sit in on a service, I listen to it on a walk or when I'm cleaning my house or I try to find a time to listen to the service somehow Mm -hmm. during the week if I don't get to sit in on a service. Yeah, which I think is so great that we have that opportunity. And I do think it's great. Yes, we do take our kids to church and they don't love it, but it's a, a lot of kids that don't then when they grow up, they're like, it's not a, there is an unfamiliar place. They might've been at the campus a lot doing different things. So, but it's, it's good to be able to be a part of it. And how about you, Lilia? Well, I guess I like, I like the cumulative effect of going to worship every week. And um, it's not very many pastors that you remember the sermon, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. on Monday that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, I like to look around sometimes to see everybody that's come um, because we're like-minded, mm-hmm. maybe not in social or political areas mm-hmm. or things like that, but we have basic Christian beliefs, and I like mm-hmm. to look around in the congregation. It makes me feel like part of a community. Mm-hmm. And I guess... Um, when Dennis and I go to the gym during the week, that's kind of like physical nourishment or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Wednesday night and Sunday morning is more a spiritual mm-hmm. type nourishment. Yeah, body, mind, and spirit. Right. I think that's really good. Yeah. And I love that you brought up, it is really nice when we can be present in worship sitting side by side. And you're right, we're probably not in full agreement on, on all areas of, of life with the people that we're gathered together with, but we are in unity in you know our faith and our beliefs in that way. And and the Wesleyan way is agree to disagree, right? It's okay. <laughs> we don't all have to. And Pastor David talks about that. And that's a big part of all being welcome. When we say all are welcome and we live live that, that means you are welcome to sit here and worship with me, even though, you know, we don't agree on, on all things. Even though you're on the other side of the fence. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Politically or that, something like that's that. That's totally true. And, yeah. and I think that's a really, really good message. And I think that's why it's easy for us to find home here, a place here. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, Bob, I know you've been a part of the... How long have you been a part of the choir? I've never known you not to be a part, so I'm not sure. I don't know. I think I went on a walk a long time ago, and after the walk, somebody said, you know, you should do something um, more in church, you Mm -hmm. know? So I said, well, how about choir? I'm not sure I can sing that well, um, and sure I don't sing that well, but I've been blessed to be sitting next to wonderful tenors um, over the years, and and they always hit the right notes. I'm um, just a nanosecond <laughs> behind them um, is what I like to say. But sitting in the choir loft or standing in the choir loft, a we get to get to sing the music, which is yeah. which is wonderful in and of itself. Because Jake you, picks very 
uplifting and warm um, music to sing. And of course, the hymns are also warm and uplifting. But you're also blessed to look out on the congregation and, and see people's smiling faces and, and their enjoyment of the service. And we're lucky to hear the ser- Dave's sermon uh, twice, you know, mm-hmm. at the 8 o'clock service and the 9.30 service. Um, and they are exactly the same. He's I can good. tell you they are, <laughs> He's good. they are exactly the same. Um, in fact, I listened carefully to the second service just to see, okay, is there any nuanced difference uh-huh. about uh-huh. this? But no, usually they are exactly the same. And it usually good. takes me two listenings to get the message anyway, yeah, so it's totally. good that I'm there. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks. So a few things to explain. So when Bob talks about the walk, to you went on a walk. It's You were not, did not go on a physical walk. We we call the walk to Emmaus. It's a it's a weekend uh, experience that we have uh, as a part of our faith journey. It's called the walk. So that's... Um, after that, it's how are you gonna how are you gonna serve and, and be involved? So I'm glad that you picked choir and yes, it the music, and also it's so cool to sit up there because once in a while when I'm I'm up there as worship leader or doing some kind of thing, it's a totally different experience looking out into the crowd. It's very to me, it's a really moving and powerful thing just to be able to witness people being blessed by, um, you know the the music by the message so. Yeah, sometimes I have to listen to it three times to to get it all. So. And, and you know, we're blessed to have incredible voices and and have Voltaire at the piano. So yeah. that and Voltaire lifts us all up every every week. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. So Brandy, what about for you? Well, I consider church my family, and we are just a wonderful family. Watching each other grow, I'm not sure. Um, I've changed not one bit in 25 years. You actually, but, haven't. <laughs> oh no! All these students that used to be babies are now involved in the church, and they're growing. And it's just really exciting to see mm. how they have embraced us also as a family. Um, this means of grace for me is really important especially because I love teaching children. And sometimes the world can be a little bit difficult. So if I come to church, I'm going to get fed what I need for the week. I'm going to embrace people that might not be that embraceable. And it just really, really helps me. Um, I know that one scripture that goes through my head a lot is, um, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And so to follow Jesus, I need to find myself involved in things. I'm following Jesus because I want to learn how to be a disciple constantly. And I can only do that by having people around me that that can show me his grace and love also. And the walk to Emmaus for us Mm -hmm. was truly a life changer in that it was a time for, and this is not a plug for Emmaus, this is a plug for how it changed my heart, that it showed that God truly loved me, that, you know, I always wanted to love everybody more, but to find out how much God loves you is is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can plug Emmaus because it's a, it's a, it is a, yeah, it was a very big experience for me in my life too, and it does make you want to show up in for other people. It does. And and you had mentioned our, um, our, our every other week together to mm-hmm. hold each other accountable. 
And it's fun. You stay connected. You find out that we're all human and what's your closest moment to Christ mm-hmm. and what was your discipleship denied. Mm-hmm. Those happen all the time. Mm-hmm. And so to hold ourselves accountable, um, it it feels, it feels um, my heart. It does. It does mine too. And I think, yeah, we do have a list of questions that we, that we answer and go around, but I think, um, it's great to show up and be present in, in those spaces where, you know, as you go about your, and two weeks is a long time. Sometimes we sit down like, wow, what even happened in the last two weeks? But sometimes I'm thinking, this is it. This is my moment, my closest to Christ moment, or yep, I'm going to have to fess up this. I denied. I, I, um, yeah, I didn't hit the mark on this one. So, I think being present in that way, and there are a lot of different groups um, that do that and being present for each other in that way, which leads me to my next question, which is how outside of worship do you find that you're able to be present for others in the church? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a ministry that you're involved in. I am always amazed to learn you know, um, when someone maybe is sick or something's going on, you know, and you reach out or you'll show up and, and to, for them to say, oh, you know, so-and-so brought a meal and so-and-so came and did this and how many people just without being asked show up for one another. So I guess that's my question to y'all about how are some other ways that you're present in the lives of others here? something that's so true (laughs) and 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 you always know it's for good uh linda has a heart of um knowing the community and who needs help and uh will ask people to or or orchestrate meals and delivering meals and um uh cancer nurturing and um just i i don't think linda's missed a birthday card for anybody in my family Mm-hmm. So um, mm. that really is 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 the way that I can help is to follow, you know, ways that if she says, like yesterday, there was a meal that went to um, a, a couple, and it felt really good cooking it. My family always eats better after that, <laughs> and um, and it felt really good talking to that person as well, and because. We all have, we've talked about this, we all have so many stories to share. Yeah. I love that you brought up Linda Chapin because she just quietly in the background goes about, she's, you know, she tracks the prayer chain, she tracks what's going on in people's lives and she'll um, sometimes reach out to me like, do you know if these people need meals or do you know? Um, I think it's, I'm so glad that you brought her her up and I think you make a very good point about being present and showing up. Here's Linda, who's very well organized and got a you know beat on everything. So just say yes to Linda. <laughs> <You'll> be, <laughs> everyone, just say yes to Linda Chapin. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> she um she was very helpful when I broke my foot. She has uh, equipment at her house, and she loaned me a knee scooter. Oh yeah, Linda's yeah. got all the equipment. <laughs> yeah, and I was having a little bit of trouble with my insurance, getting it approved and this yeah. and that. And so uh, she was a godsend in oh, that respect. I love that you shared that. Yeah, she's a very thoughtful person and always looking for ways. Um, and, and because she's lived that faithful life and has that grace, we all want to say yes to her. So, you know, I think that's wonderful. Katie? Um, in MOPS, we have this thing called mom moments where you can share like, oh, my kid got potty trained or funny things your kids say or mm-hmm. a struggle you're going through. 
And that's nice because some of the moms attend the church here. And there's two of them that are in my community group that I attend as well. Mm-hmm. So when they're dropping their kids off at Sunday school, I at least go up and be like, oh, what you said was funny or mm. how are things going? Do you need help with anything? And I don't live close to the church. I know a lot of people do. I live all the way up by like Blue Diamond near the Silverton. Mm-hmm. So the wow. most I feel like I can do is like pray for someone or I don't cook either. So I'm like, I can give you a gift card or I can like <laughs> send you food. Let me know what yeah. you like. But yeah. I try and make sure I could check in on people by if I see them at church being like how are things going what do you need if I can help you what can I help you with yeah and you know I think that's great that people it's it's nice to know even if there's nothing anyone can do for you it's nice to know that someone you know is checking in and and I think you make a good point and don't don't underestimate the value of the your prayers you know sometimes that is all that we can do and just um I think just you know keeping someone in your thoughts and prayers and um, being aware of, you know, the struggles that they're going to. I love mom moments because yeah. I'm sure it gets, I'm sure it's hilarious and I'm sure it's also um, very helpful for each other to be able to share in that way. Yeah. yeah. So good for you all. Bob. Well, I was, I was going to add when you're talking about prayers, we'd love to get your um, messages in the morning and in the evening, you know, the prayer requests mm-hmm. for the morning and evening and they're usually accompanied with some wonderful words of, of either scripture or some passage you've read um, that are usually, no, they're always uplifting um, and they're wonderful to read. And it keeps us connected with people that, yeah, we may know the name, but we don't know them. Yeah. Um, and they really have some amazing prayer requests that, that are wonderful to follow up on. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, thank you for saying that. I, I do feel very connected to a lot of people and some I, you know, when I finally meet them, I'm excited like, oh, wow, you know. Um, and I think it's a great way to be present. It's a great way when we can pray for one another. Um, so yeah, thank you for that, Bob. Um, you know, Pastor David recently did a sermon series on hospitality. Um, and uh, hospitality is an interesting thing. Um, we're an interesting sized church. We have three different services. No, four really, because we have online service. Um, we kind of have a you know pretty big campus where we've got you know kids uh, in one area. We've got youth, and we've got the sanctuary. And um, so walking up uh, or even showing up for the first time could be an interesting and kind of intimidating experience. I think for people, anytime they're choosing to go to church for the first time. And um, one thing I like to do if they're brave enough to come and speak to me (laughs) or someone drags them over to me in the lobby is to ask people, you know, how is it that you, um, how is it that you found us and and how is it that you got here today? And a couple of things I love to see with hospitality is often someone is um, just naturally they see someone new in kind of their perimeter of, because y'all sit in the same spots every Sunday. You know that, right? <laughs> no, not you, Lilia. <laughs> but a lot of people do tend to sit in the same spot. And so um, the good part about that is that they notice someone that is new and, and you know, like, um, and quite often they will, you know, talk to them or bring them to me. Um, and I always love to ask them, you know, how is it that you how is that you got here? But just being present for someone that's present for the first time 
is a is such a cool thing. Um, what are ways that you try to be hospitable when y'all come to church or come to the campus or even not on campus, but uh, the people that you encounter? Well, I wear my name tag um, mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. except this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that helps if you introduce yourself to somebody. It does. And then when they pass the uh, attendance um, booklets, booklet mm-hmm. thing, um, I always look to see if somebody uh, in the pew that I'm in is a visitor. <gasps> and then I try to get them right after the... Ugh after the service. Oh, but, that's the best. But usually I don't see anybody that's a visitor, but sometimes I am able to see that someone's a visitor. And they've marked that in there. Yeah, that the, is a simple yeah. thing, Lilia, yeah. that we could all be, I love that you said that. That's yeah. really great. Just being aware of that. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. And again, I go back to that pastor, you know, the coffee with the pastor day and I watched you handwriting every single flyer. So by the end of the meeting, you could go up to people and, and there were some new people and new-ish people and, um, you know, introduce yourself and give them your your flyer and, you know, invite yeah. them in. The thing that I did, though, was I gave my information and contact information and the day and time of the next Deborah Circle meeting, but I forgot to get their name (laughs) and phone number. So I learned about that. Well, a lot of times people, new people, they're a little hesitant, right, to share. But um, yeah, you did. Yeah, I think that's, that's great. I loved, I loved so much that you did that. It really was really sweet. Anybody else have ways that you try to um, practice hospitality? With Sunday school, we sometimes meet new people that come to the church, and we always we have those kids that are always like a little timid to come mm-hmm. in, and so we try to figure out what they like. Like, do you like cars? Do you like baby dolls? Mm-hmm. Do you like the kitchen? And we try to play with them that way. And I always have a flyer out for mops where they sign in their kids and try and like here's this if you're interested. But I also try and get to know them and know where they're from, how they found the church. And on my day-to-day life, I just try to be nice to people in general, mm-hmm. even when they're mean mm-hmm. to me. Just but, being nice. Yeah, well, and you make nice. a point. Sometimes um, adults, they may come into worship for the first time or second or third or fourth. And, and some people deliberately want to come late and leave a little bit early because, you know, they're just being a, a fear of being approached by someone. Um, and I completely understand that. But they do have to speak to the people they're leaving their children with. Yeah. And so uh, don't don't estimate that importance of that hospitality that you show to those parents as they are, you know, bringing their kids and getting them involved. Thank you for thank you for that that you do because I do know sometimes that's when we I just look for lost people that's what I do I stand in the lobby in the front part of the lobby and I try to look for lost people and see how I can you know um, help them but it's great when they have kids so we can direct them to if they want to take their kids they're not required to um, which brings me to something about children in worship and you talked about bringing your kids and they're big enough they don't cry they might not love it they might grumble to you maybe but um, I love that we are a place where children are welcome in worship because, uh, you know, when I was a mother of young kids, um, when I'd go visit family or whatever in Florida or go somewhere, 
I was not going to be leaving my kids with people I didn't know. I'm like, I'm just there for the week. So they're just going to be sitting with me. And that was not always accepted in churches that we went. And um, I love that when um, for so many years, if there were kids making noise during the worship service, Pastor David could say, well, that's like one of mine. That's one of my kids or one of my grandkids for sure that there's that they were his. They were his. And so it made other people that were a little bit worried about, you know, I got scolded for my child using his pencil too loud in church drawing a picture <laughs> one time I'm like wow don't write so loud <laughs> uh, that's not hospitable um, so I love that we're a place where children there's not too many places where you know kids can not be and so I, I love that what about you Brandy well I I love to see all my friends that sometimes I only see once a week you mm-hmm. know and just look at them and just that look and smile to says, I'm here for you, you know. Oh, my goodness. I could name so many people. You know, I wait for Alma to come down from the choir so I can just give her a hug and Heather. and um, But I kind of think that I might be the parish busybody because I need to make sure everybody in the nearest pews have a good morning. And sometimes I need to, I find myself going, just sit down. But I love, that's who I am. I just love to um, be hospitable. Mm-hmm. And um, now not every mornings I feel like that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there's always someone else that does. <laughs> <laughs> and you make such a great point. I, that's got to be one of your spiritual gifts, hospitality. I'm like number one, or and you probably told so. me before, but you're a very hospitable person. And you know, you never know someone that's there, not even just a new person. It could be someone that comes every Sunday, and that could be the only smile or hello that they get for the week. And and so uh, you're not a busybody. <laughs> you're not a busybody. What about for you, Bob? I think when you're sitting in the in the choir, you kind of hang out with the choir, which maybe is a good thing and maybe not so good because mm-hmm. we, we don't interact um you know, as much with the rest of the congregation on Sunday morning. You know, we sing, and then we go and grab a cup of coffee, um, sit outside, but but there's fellowship within the mm-hmm. choir, mm-hmm. Um, and there's usually some new members of the choir or the student um, scholarship singers, yep. um, and getting to know them better um, over a cup of coffee is mm-hmm. is nice fellowship. I love it because my office is like, if you go out the lobby and there's, I cut through the playground to get to my office. And, um, I love when I see the choir out there sitting and talking and I know that you genuinely, and you just are a happy bunch of people. So I love it when someone new wants to get involved with the choir because I know they're going to have a great experience and that they're going to be welcomed and uh, that it's going to be very hospitable for them. So yeah. Yeah. Katie. One thing I love about our church is that no matter what group you're part of, you're always welcomed. People are always very nice, make you feel welcomed and are very friendly about that. And I just, I love that about our church, how you can go anywhere in this church and you're welcomed. Yeah. And so. it's a good point, Katie. And I think being present and being hospitable, they go, they go hand in hand because people that are willing to be present, let's face it, you know, we show up, we're the kind of people that show up. That's why we're all sitting here talking about presence. But um, we're not going to keep showing up to places we do not feel welcome. And we've probably all had those experiences. Show, you know, again, my kid coloring or writing with a pencil too loud. It, I, I mean, I don't live in Florida, but if, if I had and I had just been going, I was looking for a church um, 
and and had the courage to show up and kind of didn't feel welcome or didn't feel like my child was welcome to draw a picture, um, then I'm not going to show back up again. And so sometimes that's, you know, you don't know. You could be the only person someone's encountering. And so to make them feel welcome is is so important. What are some ways you might encourage someone to be present and to show up? What's something that maybe you did that you were hesitant about and, and you showed up and you were glad, glad that you had? So I'll start while y'all are thinking because this is a curveball question I didn't tell anyone I was going to ask. <laughs> But um, when I first started attending Desert Spring, um, I knew I knew Pastor David because I had been on staff with him many, many years ago at University Church, and I knew camp people. Um, so um, I just, uh, I came here because of that connection, and I just, I looked for the camp people because camp people are just pretty good people. And um, so, I, I mean, it's, I encourage people to, um you know, go ahead and step out of their comfort zone. I did that. I didn't come to, I didn't come here to be on staff. I came here to, to, you know, just participate. Um, but the mistake I made, which I'm very thankful for now is, well, then I did show up. I showed up to youth group to help while they were busy doing a little search for someone. And, um, even though I was absolutely not going to do that, I did step out of my comfort zone. I showed up and then I'm like, dang it. I really love this. (laughs) And so sometimes, you know, we resist showing up to things um, that are the best things and a, a real blessing. So anybody else have an example of a reason to encourage someone? Yeah. Bye. So you bring up camp. That's an excellent example. So, you know, you and Brandy have both uh, deemed camps, um, and I was kind of dragged along um, for <laughs> several of them. of them because they needed some men to chaperone. Always. You know, we the, always need men in the, the kids in The kids in the cabin. And I was busy at work at the time. This is a number of years ago. And said, no, I can't do that. You know, I, I don't really have a whole yeah. three or four days to spend up in Potosi. <laughs> um, but went and had incredible times. Always enjoy every every second up at Potosi. And, and now every year, Cree Hamilton runs a, a men's retreat up there, yep. which is very nice. And it's just great to be up at, at Potosi. Um, yeah, I, I love so. that. I love that you brought up camp. And it's funny because another longtime camp person is Amy Massa. And do you know that for the very first time this last summer, her husband, Chris, served on staff? I'm like, how in the world have all these years gone by and you have not been a counselor? He loved it. And you know what he loved most of all, or which I loved most of all, was watching him watch Amy and how amazing she is. And the, so, I mean... But he got he made it a lot of years, Bob. He held out longer than you did. <laughs> um, mentioning uh, camp, there's several times where you have an opportunity to go to a retreat. Like Bob mentioned, a men's retreat. And I'll sign up for women's retreats and then realize, oh, no, you know, I've got to give up this and give up that and, and, and not use my phone and, um, (laughs) everything changes and I'm not going to be able to sleep in my own bed and take showers and all this stuff. And well, you do take showers by the way, but, um, um, and then I leave feeling like I literally was on the mountaintop and it's, Mm. you know, just so, uh, refreshing and, and so I'm really happy that I could take that time to mm-hmm. experience that. And yeah. it, it's not easy. It's not like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go have fun. Mm-hmm. I pretty much think about, 
oh dear, oh what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I could be doing this or that, and mm-hmm. but yeah, every time, every yep. time it's wonderful. So many times you just you just spoke my life. Yep, so many times when you're like, oh my gosh, I've got all these things, and you're right when you do show up and you're present. It's yeah, it's a blessing. Well, I am grateful to each and every one of you for showing up and being present. Um, you live the Wesleyan way. I, I asked you to speak on presence, but I know that prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness actually is a part of all, all y'all's life, um, that um, you do live the, the Wesleyan way. And so um, I, we're, we're so grateful to have you all here. I feel really thankful to be a part of uh, church here. My my oldest son reminds me all the time. He's like, it's a little easier for you. You're just surrounded by good people all the time. I'm like, yeah, it's, that's true. That's true. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Can I just say one last oh, thing? Oh, please, Lilia. Yes. Okay. In United Women in Faith, we say that love in action can change the world. Mm, yeah. Love in action can change the world. That's very true. Yeah, that's very true. And, and I know that they want to invite you. You you would love to invite them to Unite Women in Faith. I know that, Katie, you'd love to have the moms out there show up for mops. And I know we're always looking for singers. Quite, Jake says if you can sing, you can, or if you can talk, you can sing. But <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I only do that at camp, and that's because the kids have to tolerate it. Um, so I know that there are lots of ways. And um uh, Emmaus and there's just so many different ways to to show up and be present. So if you're you're listening and if you're not even here and you're from another church, you know, just encourage you to just you know what show up, just show up and see see what happens. Just by you being present. If it's okay, I'm gonna close us in prayer. Gracious, loving God, we give you thanks. I give you thanks for um, Lilia and for Katie and for Brandy and for Bob and for all those who. Um, are always present who are present in the ministries present in the church present in in my life and i know present in the lives of others um i just pray um help all of us to um to be able to um embrace the presence that um those opportunities that that present themselves for us to show up and um not only to be a blessing to other people who may be there, but also to accept the blessings that come to us uh, for being there. We just uh, thank you for um, the Wesleyan way and for what that teaches us, uh, our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service and witness, and um, for most of all the grace that allows us to live those out. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.